Nation, uh, welcome to another episode of Vibes in Session. I'm here with a very special guest today, Perry Osby, uh, also goes by the stage name of P.O. Uh, he has 21 years as an independent artist. He just recently, last year, released a, a album that was called 44137, part of a community outreach program called Hood, H-O-O-D, uh, which means hold on to our dreams. So everyone, if you can welcome P.O. to the building. How you doing? What's my going friend? on, bro? Hey, appreciate you being here, man. You are you are a hip hop artist. You know, you've been doing your thing for quite some time, so 21 years. What was kind of like your biggest influences coming up as an artist? So like, you know, compared to when you first started doing music? Yeah, so starting out, I remember I was in, in, a, in a group with a couple other artists in the neighborhood and we were heavily, heavily influenced by Cash Money, the Hot Boys. They hold <laughs> the unity. They, the unity, they style, they swag. We was heavily influenced by them early on. Uh, once I got, once I got to like high school and started developing my own sound um, or trying to find my own sound, Chameleonaire was my was my guy. I loved his his cadence, his wordplay, um, how unique he was with um, just his patterns and stuff like that. And then Lauren Hill because her soulfulness. So I tried to like, um, but I knew everybody liked that stuff like Gucci, Easy. So. I tried to intertwine the styles of, um, you know, lyrics or catchy hooks. So it was um, definitely like Chameleon Air and Lauren Hill when I got to developing my song. And then now as I got older, I really started taking more appreciation towards Jay-Z. Um, I always knew he was great, but it's just his mind and his influence on um, the, his music and the other people around him music, but his his vision for doing more, using his platform to do more um, than music and just taking that step forward. So. That's kind of yeah. like the transition that I've been going in. Got you. And you know what's funny? Cause uh, I don't even know if you remember this, but like a while ago, years ago, man, you kind of got me hit the two chains. Like before, <laughs> bef when he was like, no one was like, he was like not even as popular as he is now, but you kind of got me like, hey, two chains is dope. You need to listen to him. No lie, back in, you know, when we was in, the he was college, in college. Yeah. But it's funny cause like when I listen to your music and I heard the, uh, the album 44137. And I thought it was dope. And yeah, you kind of remind me of uh, Cardi B's dude, uh, Poseidon Fontaine. I think that's his name. You, oh, oh uh, back, back, backing it up. That dude, yeah. You kind of, your, your voice kind of like, it sounds familiar. Cause when I heard him, I'm like, he kind of sound like P.O. Um, <laughs> but definitely, I, I love your style, man. And you know, all the work you're doing. Appreciate it. Hey, real quick on 2 chains. Uh, I loved him too back then. And the reason I liked him a lot before everybody got hip to him was his personality. Like he just, yeah. you could tell he would just say some off the wall stuff and just put it in his music. And then I, I kind of wanted to, cause I, everybody that knows me personally know, I say random goofy stuff all the time. So <laughs> to find a way to put that stuff in my music. So that's kind of why I was really taking a liking to two chain. Cool. Yeah, I definitely, man. You was definitely one of the people that I was like, man, I got to keep listening to chains. And I still listen to it this day. If only oh, yeah. you, I probably wouldn't have got hit. Yeah, man, <laughs> he'll be for real. Um, so looking at hip hop now, I mean, you could tell since you've been doing this for you know over twenty years, 
where do you think hip hop is going now? Cause I mean, you got a lot of people say, oh, it's not about the lyrics anymore. It's the mumble rap. Uh, you know, do you, do you listen to Indian new artists or you still kind of like, I want to stick to the artists, like give you an example, uh, uh, like a, like a Joey Badass or my mind going blank right now. What's the other guy from uh, New York? He just signed a Nas label. Oh, um, Davies. Uh, Davies, Davies, him. So yeah. guys like yeah, I that, I mean, it's, un, it's unheard of. Like you don't really hear that many guys, you know, that sound like that. That's, that's you know, t- like coming out today with all the mumble rap. So yeah. what are you kind of listening to right now that's that's kind of like in your playlist right now? Yeah, so it's, it's weird for me because all those years that I was like, heavy 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 on the rapping and trying to make it big I never really listened to people real in depth like after high school um, I would kind of listen to was on the radio and and leave it at that because I was I didn't want to sound too much like somebody else if I was if I look like they style too much you can um you know naturally start sounding like them so now that I'm kind of transitioning out of it and trying to do more I feel good I can appreciate like all the artists again so like to like that new Benny the Butcher. I, I, I love Benny the Butcher. I think he dope. Um, Joiner, Joiner Lucas is dope. Oh, um, yeah. Love still love the, you know, J. Cole and Kendrick and all of them, but like the newer, the newer wave that's coming in, I know it's a lot of mumble rap going on, but like there's still people out here who doing their own thing and not trying to blend in with, with that new style. And they just making their own lane. Like I said, everybody in Griselda, um, and then especially Joiner, what's the one guy from, um, from North Carolina, Card Card, what's his name? Um, North Carolina. Uh, yeah, man, YFN. Um, Why YFN Lucci? No, no, not him. Um, he dropped the album last year. Corday 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 Corday. I can't remember his name, but young light skinned dude, man, dope, dope, man. Got good good vibes. And then of course I still listen to like Dom Kennedy and stuff like that. Big Sean. Yeah, yeah. I mess I mess with both of them, Dom and uh and Big Sean, man. Um, shout out to Big Sean too. I love the album, man. That was a really dope album. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm still. Li- I listen to everything, man. I try to give because you know I got a, you know I got a, a a son that's 17. My stepson is 15. So it's like they listen. They got all this mumble rap they listen to. But I'm like, at first I'm like I don't want to listen to this, man. Yeah. But then when I listen to it, I'm like, yo, he kind of he's saying some stuff. Yeah. Like I listen to uh, this track that uh. Black hat with little baby, mm-hmm. and I think it's called "Know My Rights." I mean that song is dope. I'm like, yo, it's it kind of got into the uh, debate with uh, Ko about mm-hmm. where where hip hop is now. And for mm-hmm. me, and this is my personal view, like I think that when I think of hip hop, I think of like Nas, I think of yeah. Jay Z, I think of it's a certain style that goes with hip hop. But some people think that you know, there's different branches of hip hop. So, I mean, you look at like Little John back in the day, Little John wasn't really spitting, you know, any hardcore lyrics, it was just man, you hits. Know, he just had, he had hits. So yeah. uh, I do think that, you know, the level of hip hop where it is right now is it's a new wave, but I do think eventually it's gonna be like another wave after that and another wave after that. It's gonna, it's gonna keep evolving. Yeah. Um, I, what I love most about the industry now is because uh, it's so many different styles because of, the ability to go independent with the social media world and, and uh, um, you know, all the outlets where you can just put it on iTunes and everything on your own. You yeah. don't need a label anymore. So you don't have a record label 
filtering artists out like, hey, we need somebody that's catchy. No, somebody, if you got money or if you got the backing behind you, you can find it, find a way yourself like Benny. You know, some labels might have pushed Benny out because he wasn't a catchy guy, but his music is just dope. He authentic and people can relate to it. So I like I like the wave of how everything is going. But then I also appreciate people like um, Ruby, um, Young Thug, all of them. I mean, I don't really listen to it a lot, but when I was out of town, I was in Atlanta and I seen the reaction that people got from a Young Thug song in the club. I was like, oh, okay, now now I like the song. Now I'm, I'm looking for that song now because yeah. you got what it do to other people. And I love listening to music through other people's ears. Yeah, you know, it's crazy you said that because uh, I went to Atlanta a couple years ago and they played a Migos song mm-hmm. in the club. And man, going. The man, everybody was going crazy, man. And I, I was just sitting down like, man, this is crazy. So I do want to, you know, kind of come back to like focus more on your uh what you got going as far as musically. Are you currently working on any new projects uh that you are releasing soon? Or cause I know currently we kind of in this coronavirus situation, uh yeah. where we kind of limited to going to studios and all that kind of stuff. But what do you got that you're working on currently? Yeah, so I had um, something that was uh, another project that was set to release September 1st, but because uh-huh. of Corona, everything got pushed back. I couldn't get in the studio. I got tracks wrote, prepared to record, plenty of music, and the more this stuff prolonged, the more I kind of just get new things going on that kind of you know change my thought process. If I'm feeling something different, then I might change it. But um, I, have, I haven't told many people this, but it was going to be my last album, um, Long Live the Dream. And, um, you know, it's, you know, I put a lot of time into making music and I still yeah. love it. I'm probably still going to record for the love of it, but it's like, um, you know, as I, as I get older and, I, and the stuff I've been through, my, my passion about certain stuff has changed. Like I'm still passionate about music, but I don't got that hunger to make it no more. I feel like, you know, we've, we've done enough that we could, you, you've been around, you've been doing it too. So yeah. we done could try and reach as high as we can. And I put my all into it and I can, I can like, successfully walk away and say like, you know, I, I left nothing on the table with that. Now I want to dive into other things that I care about. So yeah, Long Live the Dream, that will be my next and um, most likely final album. Um, probably, I'm gonna say in the spring, I'll release it. Awesome, man. I'm definitely gonna be blasting that, man. So to kind of go back with your comment as far as this being your last album, which is news to me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's kind of news to me, man. It's, it's hard to, you know, accept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get where you're coming from. And I was talking to uh, uh, KO kind of about this, and we was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, you know, just far as being a local artist and, you know, putting your all into something, you know what I mean? Like, when I was out there doing it, and it, kind of like what you mentioned, like, I still kind of dip and dabble it. I might make a song or two. Uh, and, you know, my record at uh, RP Studio. Shout out to RP. Yeah, uh, yeah shout so, out to FA. Yeah, started the Hefe. When I kind of started going on this journey as far as like, you know, with Christianity, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, my focus kind of changed and mm-hmm. I wanted to make positive music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that, is it just, are you at a, a point where you like, okay, I've been working this hard on music. I haven't really got to where I want to be or you feel like you just, you want to stop what you're doing for the focus to focus more on something else like your family. Um, cause you are a husband and you are a father. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Is that, is that the main reason? 
Yeah, so, um, well, real quick, you know, for those who don't know you, you know, you you might, yeah. might have just dived in, fully tapped into the Christian side, but you always been like that. You had that background, you know, us growing up, your mom always instilled that in you. And I always appreciated that when we would hang around, you know, we, we, we would chill regular <laughs> stuff, but you would always give me like that big bro advice or that big bro energy. And it came from how your mom brought you up. And, and my parents is big in the church and stuff like that too. So I don't want nobody to think Jay still just diving into it as a reason. No, this is something he's been, been oh, yeah. doing. Oh yeah. Shout out to you, bro, for staying true. Appreciate but, it, man. Thank you. But yeah, it's definitely, um, for me, it's just that I want to focus on other things. Like I want to get into more of the um, producing and engineering side of, of music because, you know, I got little cousins who are dope and they try and do stuff and it's like, wait, I don't want you to go through the same steps that we took. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we, we learned the way. And I want to show them different ways and, um, you know, stuff like that, get into that side of things and still drop drop my knowledge in there and still, you know, the music that are the, the writing skills I still got, I, they they not going away. It's just that I don't have as much, like, um, I don't have the energy to be out here, um, oh man, with a wife and, and kids. And I don't, I can't be trying to, to a certain image that I'm not, you know, I, I don't, I can't be out here like, oh yeah, I need the hoes. That ain't, that ain't yeah. me. I'm married. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be living. I can't be in the club all night. None of that stuff. So like for me, um, I'm just trying to um, focus on other things to help improve people, uh, myself and other people give help that we ain't have. You know, I was big in the sports growing up. We played, that's my second love. Uh, yeah. Music was first love. Sports was my second love. So I'm, I'm uh, getting into coaching and now I'm trying to keep my, um, you know, my impact program going, but definitely want to give back by writing songs for people. I'll be a ghostwriter behind the scenes, but, you know, um, as far as my daily pursuit to make it, I, I don't have that anymore. I'm just kind of like, I just love the music and I'm gonna keep doing it on the side because of that. Yeah, and I, I'm with you now, I'm the same way, man. I, I, I think my passion for music is never gonna change. And, you know, my son is really like, dad, I want to be a rapper. You know what I mean? Cause he saw me doing it. He like, yeah, yeah I want to do this. I want to, and he he started making music, but I told him, I said, man, everybody, you know, don't do not do it because everybody else doing it. I, that's one thing that I, I've yeah. never did. Like, I remember being 13 years old and me and KO will record with two cassette players. Like, that's how long we've been doing this, man. We would just <laughs> man. record in the hallway. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, I mean, cause that's what we wanted to do. We just love music and we just, thought it was something that was eventually gonna pay off. But it's like, I think everybody, God has a plan for everybody. Right, and, right. And what I wanna kind of talk about is, you know, this program you got going, uh, you know, for, it, it is it for Maple Heights, right? Is it for- No, no it's for, it's just for people around in general. It's not for Maple Heights, it's- Okay. Well, we dive into it after you finish your comment, but yeah. Okay. So, you know, again, like, I, I think God has a plan for everyone. And, and it might, it might be music, just like it, maybe it's like you mentioned, like maybe helping other young people come up and find a yeah. path. Uh, because I think the the walk for music now is different, man. It's yeah. like I got friends that you know really you know just you as well that went out of state, you know, gave they the, the albums. Um, you know, Ko actually was in some of these record labels and met some of these right. executives sitting there and they didn't they didn't make it you know what i mean so then i hear all these other artists talk about hey if you independent stay independent yeah uh and i'm not sure if you hit the toby 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a huge fan of Toby, man. I, you know, me and my wife and recently been listening to him, man. I, I honor him because it's like he uh he has an entire family. He brings them everywhere he goes. All the babies mm-hmm. and his wife and his wife are rappers. So I think that's dope, and that's it's very different. Uh, yeah. But also, I think that the music industry is just one of those places where um you have to you have to sacrifice something, man. Oh yeah. And and, and your family could be one of them. So that's that's kind of what made me say, you know what, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? I, I think I'm gonna focus more on my family. Um, I started this podcast just mainly to reach out to people and, and get some insight around, you know, beautiful minds and people that are yeah. doing positive stuff uh, in the in the uh, community. So, um, but yeah, so back to hood. So H, it's called Hold On to Our Dreams, correct? Can yep, hold on of, to our dreams. Hold on to our dreams. Can you kind of explain for the people what what actually what exactly is uh, this program you was kind of talking about? Yeah, so pretty much, man. Um, as you know, we play sports and we play for certain coaches and stuff like that who they they care about us, but they may not care about our best interests. You know, they may you know go through everything to make you a better player for their program, but yeah. after you leave their program, what is that? You know, what are they doing for you? Or so my main thing is like there's um, a thousand schools out there for athletes. Uh, whether you do uh, I mean, whether you play football, basketball, baseball, or if you just cheer, anything like that, there's a number of schools out there. And um, you know, I feel like so many people are even in, us included. When we were in high school, we were trying so hard to get to the big schools. Oh, I need to go to O State. I need to go to Miami. But right. they don't tell you the the smaller schools like the Edinburghs or the Ashland. You know, they, they offer scholarships, too. And um, my main goal is to help people get free education because it's like um, it's not about it being hard or us not being good enough. We just got to create that opportunity to be seen. And I want to help. I want to help like the young people create a new opportunity to be seen, getting them in front of these different colleges. You know, there's no way it, it can be a, it can be a division two school who, who hasn't won many football games or basketball games, but they still yeah. offer education. And if you you can get in there because you, you got the talent to get in there, but people don't know about these schools. And, you know, so that's why I'm trying to just open their minds to a different way of thinking, um, because at the end of the day, that's that's all you want to do. You know, I don't want people just thinking like, oh, I have to go to college. If you're not going to go to college, that's fine. But what's your plan? You know, I know plenty of, like K.O. K.O. is the smartest guy I know. And he don't have a college degree. And that's because he he's very um, in tune with what's going on. He pay attention to you know, what's going on around him and he, he's willing to work for it. And I'm that same right. type of way. So I, I just want to open people's minds to these different things because it's a whole world out there that especially our people don't even know about. Right, exactly. And that's, that's that's man, that's wonderful. Uh, especially with a lot of these young people, man, like I just think about, you know, me having teenagers, man, and how they're, so, crazy, they're so different, man. There's, I mean, it's like back when I was in high school, Kind of what you talk about. I had no clue about what I wanted to do when I got to college. I just know I wanted to play football. At all, exactly. That's all. That's the only thing I did. But like having that, that, that guidance, you know. And and a lot. And the crazy thing is, a lot of those programs um, are in the, the inner city. So like you know, Cleveland and all the metropolitan areas, they have all these programs for, uh, you know, minorities, and a lot of them don't even really take advantage of it. You know what I mean? No. And. Yeah. If I would have had something like a program like that you mentioned, like you have or upper bound or anything like that, I would have took full advantage. But it's like yeah. a lot of them don't think it's cool, especially the guys. 
Uh, You know what I mean? And and I'm currently uh, working for a program right now that is uh, working with high school students. And we have maybe 85% female. I mean, it's it's female dominant. And it's like uh, majority are students of color. And it's Mm -hmm. like the guys are like, nah, I'm playing football or I'm playing basketball or, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. And I'm working with students that's in, in the city and they just don't take advantage. And yeah. they don't realize that, you know, in the long run, you're going to look back and be like, man, why didn't I, why didn't I take advantage of this, man? What was I thinking? And I can't tell you yeah. how many students that I, I work with in the past that I see now and this, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's crazy. It's, it's like so surreal. I yeah. see them now and they're like 21, 22 now. I see them now and they, they'll come like, yo, Mr. Steele, I wish I would listen to what you said. And it's like, wow, it's, it's yeah. so surreal. The crazy thing about that is, which is why I wanted to start, cause this, they 21, 22, it's not too late for them to still listen and change, you know what I'm saying? Get on path, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're not in their forties, exactly. even at 40. That's why my, my um program is, it's not limited to high school people. You know, that's where my focus is at, but I'm willing to help anybody. There's a friend who, you know, still trying to get back into plan or whatever. Like I, the, the job I have now, it showed me ways, creative ways to get in touch with the people you need to get in touch with and thinking outside the box. So now I feel like if it's something we want to do, we can strategically, we can strategically do it. We just got to think about the way and have a plan. You can't just call into a business like, Hey, I'm trying to do this. No, you got to yeah. do your homework and then call in with a game plan. Cause whether you got experience or not, they're going to take you serious if you come in correct. I don't know if you realize this, but like on the internet, man, people know you Maple Heights, man. You yeah. are, yeah, like a lot of people are seeing what you're doing. Um, and I respect that, man. Like just the fact that you are out here trying to change. You're trying to make, you're trying to promote change, man. And uh, that's Appreciate something, that, no problem, man. That's something that I, I really want to shout out to you about. Um, but also uh, you have been connected with the mayor of uh, Maple Heights. What what kind of things are you working with anything with the mayor on or is anything that in the future we could be looking forward to? Well, yeah, so that kind of got slowed down with COVID and everything like that. But we were we were in the process of working on this program I got here, helping me get into schools um, with the program instead of me just kind of freelancing it and getting getting in contact with the kids on my own. And we were trying to help. She was trying to help give me guidance on getting my program into actual schools where I can be kind of like um sort of like a guidance counselor role and stuff like that, just to help, just to see where kids, um, get them somebody that they can be comfortable being around. Not not thinking like, oh, we got this older man who don't know nothing about me or I can't relate to. No, somebody who's just like you, who came exactly yeah. from where you're from. That's that's the kind of thought process that we was on. And also trying to build like, um, you know, facilities around um, the neighborhood, just to try and big it up and make it better um, and get it back to what it was when we grew up in it. Because it wasn't a lot of, crime in Maple Heights when we grew up, it was, you know, carefree. All the people was moving from the hood to get to Maple. You know, everybody I knew weren't originally from Maple. Their parents went to Kennedy or Glenville or something. Exactly. So yep. the people that's there now, they it's kind of making an ugly turn and I see stuff on the news and um, she she just kind of wanted to use me as like her, um, you know, her, her connection with the kids and stuff like that. And um, I hate that COVID happened because we couldn't capitalize on that, but yeah. she got re- so um you know we'll be able to jump back into it when things get better awesome awesome That's yeah good. shout out to mayor blackwell I, I call her auntie because she just 
Um, she one of those one of those mayors that you can just walk up and just hug, kind of like that from that Michelle Obama branch of yeah, uh, yeah. type of. That's the vibe she give you. Yeah, yeah, definitely shout out to Mayor Blackwell. I haven't met her yet, but definitely, I, I definitely see the things that she's doing in the community. Um, and she's definitely trying to change some things in Maple. So definitely shout out to Mayor Blackwell. Uh, so I do have to ask you this, and I, I usually ask uh, everyone that comes, you know, on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Election day is coming. Oh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> election day is coming. Uh, this is probably one of the biggest elections uh, of our lifetime right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. who are you putting on that ballot November 3rd or have you already voted? I have, I have the, um, I got my ballot in the mail, so I gotta, I gotta mail it out. Um, cause you know, with COVID, they allow you to do it from home now. Right. But, right. I can't, I can't vote. I can't vote for Trump, man. I'm going, I'm definitely going with Biden. Um, I'm trying to, for me, it's more so about, um, about character and, and it, I can't, I can't get with the, the blatant, disrespect or the the things that Trump, he, he brings out a lot of um, closet races and make them feel more confident and arrogant about it. And it's, it's okay if you don't like certain people for a certain way, that's who you are, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. But now these people are coming out and they're being blunt and just outwardly being ignorant towards a different race. And I don't, that's what I can't get behind, you know, right. um, every this whole change when he took over office before, you seen a dramatic increase of cops killing blacks, or um, you know, a bunch of racist things going on, and and I that's something I just can't stand for. I wish it was another candidate in there that I could vote for, but uh, I just I can't I can't get with that type of stuff. I'm all about love, no matter who you are, no matter what the race is. That's just how I was brought up. You know, like you Absolutely. said, we were brought up in churches. You know, God didn't show discrimination against color, so that's just right. how. Right, exactly. I'm with you on that, and it's funny because like, I uh, so I have a neighbor that he, you know, next door to me. He uh, he, he's a little weird, white guy. Uh, he just recently started putting Trump signs in his yard, just mm -hmm. out of nowhere. He has a huge, like a huge one in his window, and then he has like two uh, small ones in his yard, and then he has like this weird sign with a snake, and I I forgot what it what it actually meant, but I looked the sign up. And a lot of white supremacists use this sign. It was something about gun rights. Yeah. Uh, and my thing is, people that, you know, for black people or anybody that's out there voting for Trump, you have to ask yourself, why are these racist people so excited about Trump? Yeah, so diehard. So diehard. And it's like, there's one thing to support a candidate, but it's another thing to worship a candidate. Yeah, and, exactly. And I think I'm I, what I've been seeing is a lot of worship. It's, oh, yeah. it's not support. And you know, that's that's one thing that kind of kind of stirred. I was like, man, this this is not right. Um, so you know, obviously I'm definitely not voting for Trump. I'm yeah. th there's no way I'm voting for Trump. It's not it's yeah. not gonna happen. Uh I, I I agree with you. I do think that when he got in the office, we was in this racial bat battle. Uh, you know, for these this this first turn was just crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then what kind of bring me to my next point, you know, with the whole coronavirus situation. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we have lost over 200,000 Americans to this virus. Um, you know, here we are, what is this like month 11 or something like that? It's almost been a year, yeah. uh, you know, since, you know, this whole thing started. So you, uh, you are a survivor of the virus. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so I, I definitely had to ask you, man, can you, you know, kind of tell uh, the audience and everyone, uh, what were your experiences with catching Corona? Yeah, so, I, um, you know, I'm fortunate to work for a job where, you know, everything I do is on a phone or a computer. So when it started breaking out, shut us down and let us work from home. So I, I've been taking it real serious because I got a lot of people in my family who got existing issues. Um, <clears throat> but my aunt had recently passed. And when she passed, um, you know, Condolences, man. appreciate it. Got to wear it on my, on my necklace. Um, but oh, we, we, that was my first time really coming out of the house and, you know, the family, my grandmother's house and, you know, people will come by, drop food off and, and flowers and stuff like that. And um, I contracted it from that somehow. Somebody who was bringing, you know, Dolores' gifts to the family passed COVID on to me. Um, I had a very, very bad experience. So those people out there who think it's not real, that young people can't get it, that black people can't get it, that's a lie. I had it, I very much had it, and I couldn't walk. Um, I couldn't take more than two steps without feeling faint. Um, I had a of 104. Um, I was nauseous, nauseous all day long, um, had the chills nonstop. I developed oh. pneumonia in my lungs. I developed pneumonia in my lungs. I had to stay in the hospital for three days. Um, my, my, I have very shortness of breath. Um, I couldn't eat the whole time when you're like starving and you need to eat to keep your, your fluids and all of that stuff in you. You can't even, in, you can't even digest anything because it's going to make you throw up or you're sick. Now everybody gets it in different ways. Like, um, I know my mom had it, my wife had it, and they had a loss of like taste and smell. Um, for me, I had everything. I never lost my taste or my smell, but I had to stay in the hospital. I, um, like I said, I developed pneumonia. Um, I had inflammation in my chest. Um, so I had scar tissue from my lungs working too hard to try and breathe after I, I developed the pneumonia. And oh, they had man. antibiotics, which, you know, I just got off the antibiotics. I had I got COVID on August 29th and I just stopped taking the antibiotics like two weeks ago. So it's wow. October, it's almost two months. You know, people think after the two weeks you're done with COVID and you're cured, but no, you know, you still have an effect. You know, I haven't, uh, I was never a smoker, but I, I haven't smoked a cigar or anything like that. I'm afraid to at this point. And I haven't even really drank um, liquor like that because of, you know, the stuff. It just gave me a different outlook on life sitting in the hospital and the doctor's telling me like, yeah, we still don't really, really know what's going on. You know, oh, they, gave, they gave me like a wristband to take home to monitor my breathing at night. And um, I was sleeping. This is how I found out I was sleeping. And uh, my wife got a phone call at three in the morning and she came and woke me up like, hey, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, why? She's like, the doctor's on the phone. They said your oxygen levels have dropped really low. I was like, I feel okay. And they was like, we're looking at the monitor. Your oxygen's very low, you need to come in. So I was with IVs and everything. And, um, you know, just sitting in there just made me think about like what I really care about in life and what I want to do, what type of change I want to do. And that's why I really uh, have been diving really heavy into like the transition that I'm making to do more than music. Wow, that's that's crazy, man. So when you contracted this virus, uh, did the symptoms kind of happen like right away? Was Did you it experience is. like the, the the breathing issues and uh, you know, the, the when you said you walk and you was kind of faint, like it all happened at once. It was like one day you had one symptom and the next day you had another, or did it all just happen at once? So the first thing that happened was like, I was just very like fatigued, um, just drowsy. But I thought, like I said, my, my aunt had passed that week 
And I, I was just thinking like, man, I'm just emotional. I can't, like, I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. And mm-hmm. I thought, like, listen, I just need to sleep. You know, just I just need to sleep. So I was sleeping for like the whole day. I woke up and I went back to sleep because I was just tired. And then my son, Champ, he came to come touch me because they was about to leave. He was like, daddy, your skin is hot, you hot. And then my wife was like, yeah, you are hot. So then now I had the fever. They checked my temperature, I had the fever. Um, so then all the, all at once I had fatigue, um, I had the fever, um, I had um, shortness of breath and loss of appetite. That was, I had that all at once. As I started, I felt better, then I got uh, nausea and, and I got the, um, you know, the heavy breathing, my oxygen started getting low. That was progressive. That stuff happened after, after my two weeks when they said that you will be cured of it or it'll be done. That's when I started getting nausea and, and pneumonia. And then they had to give me blood thinners um, to make sure I didn't develop blood clots because you know, they say you're supposed to get up and move around when you got COVID so it doesn't break, build blockage in your lungs, but you can't you can't even take more than two steps without feeling faint. So what what can you really do? It's just like a bad um combination of things hitting you at once. Right. And it was scary, man. Yeah, man. I, I, we definitely glad you're here, man. I'm glad you survived that. Um, but I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I so you are probably I want to say, cause I had a niece that had it and my, my niece mm-hmm. is like 25, 26, mm-hmm. but you were the first person that I, that I know personally that have had those extreme symptoms. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like, okay, if I get it, you know, I might experience the, the no smell, no taste, which I actually did experience and I never mm-hmm. got tested. I was scared. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, yeah. I did have the, the no taste, no smell for like maybe two weeks. Um, and then it went Probably away. It. Yeah, I might've had it, but the crazy thing is no one in my house was sick. No one, I was the only one that experienced that. Not even my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, you know, when I heard about, you know, the situation with you having it and did you talking about with, with the um, hard time breathing and things like that, that made me decide that, you know what, I'm, I'm taking this too lightly. Um, yeah. I'm definitely going to start, you know, and I wear my mask, but I wear glasses. So like for all the people out there that wear masks with glasses, <laughs> you understand how hard it's, it's crazy when you're talking and you're breathing and your glasses just fog up because you got that mask on. So I'm always pulling it down. I got to the point where, and I actually did this this morning when I went to the license bureau, um, I would just take my glasses off and just keep <laughs> the mask on. I'm dead serious. Cause like, yeah. I don't know what could happen at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, and I think, you know, people don't don't take it seriously because they think, oh, I'm young. If I get it, I'm cool. I'm I'm probably gonna have a, a few symptoms and I'm gonna be straight. We gotta take this serious. And I know when this thing first happened, we were like, oh, black people can't get it. Uh, you know, only older people or obese people is is has the worst symptoms. None yeah. of that panned out to be true at all. None of it. No. Um, so definitely, man, I, I definitely wanna you know, tip my hat to you, man, that you went through that and you made it, you survived. Um, Appreciate it. But you definitely a walking testimony, you know, for going through that virus. Because uh, a lot of people, over 200,000 people have lost their lives and we don't even know how many more is gonna lose their lives currently. Um, yeah, the crazy thing is with with it, um, it, hits, it hits people in different ways. Cause like my aunt, the one that passed away, she had it, she had it back in April and she never had wow. any at all but she lost her hearing from COVID. 
oh, went man. deaf, went deaf from COVID. That so is insane. Like, you don't know, you know, you don't know how it's going to affect her. Now she had a lot of different pre and conditions, but it, it didn't, it didn't affect though. I mean, she had a weak heart, so I'm sure it probably um, you know, affected her eventually passing from heart failure. But as right. far as um, she lost her hearing, man, from that and never had hearing issues before. And so when I was in the hospital, the doctor told me like, Hey, the thing about COVID is this, I swear to God, the doctor said this to me, we're keeping you longer because the thing about COVID is we still don't really know what it is. So they, they keeping me in there and the, I'm like, what type of comfort am I supposed to get out of that? Oh, when I'm, and I'm, I'm feeling all these symptoms. I'm like, okay, um, I'm, this is, I'm, this is going to be bad. After two weeks, I'll be good. Never, never at one point did I think my life was in jeopardy until they called my wife in the middle of the night and I had to go to the hospital and I was actually in the hospital. Then I started like, wait a minute, hold on. Wait, no, no, I can't, no, I like this. I can't go out like this. But that's, I started, I started think, having those thoughts at that point. Before that, because of you hearing all the stuff like, oh, black people can't get it. So you're thinking like, okay, I'm young, I'll be okay. You know, oh, no, it could it could have happened. I was praying a lot. I feel you, man. I, I I know you was. You know, I was definitely praying for you, man. I appreciate um, it. No problem. Ko man. was man. Ko was hitting me up every literally when he said every day, every single day. He came. He drove all the way from Parma, all here, which is like 35, 40 minute drive for everybody who don't know. Came by the middle of the night to drop off some alkaline water, some black seed oil, all type of. He had a whole kitty drop by. So, shout out to bro. <laughs> shout out to Ko, man. That dude, man. He uh. It, Crazy, definitely man. with with all the 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 health stuff that's out in this world like the sea moss i don't know if you tried the sea moss or yeah he, the, he, he gave me everything man. yeah that stuff and everyone that's listening there are a lot of natural stuff that can help uh heal your body uh like sea moss black seed um and other things you know that we'll probably be touching on it later on in the show in another episode but um i definitely believe that this virus is, first of all, the virus is supernatural because we can't see it. Um, right. We, the doctors don't know what it is, kind of what you just mentioned. Um, so let this be a lesson to all of us that we need to take this seriously. If you got kids, make sure they are wearing a mask. I know they said, oh, they're under 10 or was it under 10 or under five or something like they don't have to wear a mask in the store. Wear if a mask. If you breathe it, you need a mask. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. wear a mask. Uh, I don't, I have a two-year-old, I don't take her anywhere. I mean, if she, if we go to a store and she don't have a mask, she's going to wait in the car with my wife or I'm not going to the yeah. store. I yeah, try my to son not going back to school. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. So one of my last questions is, you know, with all that being said about, you know, the coronavirus and everything, how are you dealing with the whole remote thing? I know you said you got a job that helps you, uh, that allows you to work from home. How are you kind of handling the situation with, your son uh, being at home, you know, um, is your wife working at home as well? Uh, how are you kind of handling the household with the remote situation? Yeah, so for like up until um, like September, I was working from home all that whole time. Now I'm, I'm back in the office for three days out of the week. Uh, my, my manager's super understanding. He lets me work from home still every two days out of the week. He still lets me work from home so me and my wife can rotate with us being in the office and being at home because our son's not going back to school at all. So yeah. um, it's been hard, man. Like I, I do a lot of phone calls with high end executives and different businesses um, that we got to manage their accounts. 
And my son is, I mean, it's hard to do that with a three-year-old walking in and out of the room, making noise at any time. Now my son, it's become the new normal. So now he understands like, okay, daddy has to take a phone call. Um, let me go up front. So I'll make my phone call from my computer through a WebEx. I'll give him my phone or I'll turn on the TV and like, listen, you can have whatever you want. Just please, for these 20 minutes, just please be quiet. Let me get through this call. Or I'll put that waiver out at the beginning of the call. Like, hey, just to get your heads up, um, because of COVID, I'm working from home with my three-year-old son. So if you hear any noise, I'm sorry. You know, that's how I put it. Yeah, you know what's funny? I was uh, I was watching the news, and I don't know if you've seen the news recently, but some of them are working from home. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. This lady had uh, her dog in the background, and then she had a FedEx delivery guy just come to her door mid while she was doing a live, uh, you know, a, a live uh, session, and they yeah. caught everything on camera. And she was like, "Oh snap!" Like <laughs> this delivery dude at my door. So it was kind of awkward, but it's like it's funny because uh, I've been working from home as well uh, since this whole thing started, and I'm with you on that. Like my my two year old, we have not let her go back to daycare, and the daycare is literally around the corner from my house. Uh, she has not, yeah, it's not happening. She has not been to daycare. Uh, our kids have not been back to school. The, I, I would say the hardest thing is what I've noticed with the remote learning is when you have younger kids, uh, they struggle a little bit, you know, with the remote yeah. side because they want to go play. They want to, mm -hmm. you know, my, uh, my, my stepson, uh, he's nine and he had a gym class. And I was laughing because the gym teacher had him do like jumping jacks and, and, and <laughs> blurbies in, in our living room. So I'm looking like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm in gym. He just doing this, just going up and down in the living room. And the gym teacher's like, are you guys doing it? And I was cracking up, man, because I know that these teachers are going through it as well, man. And it's, oh yeah, they going through it, man. Because it's hard for everyone. Yeah, hey, real quick, man. Shout, shout out to my mother, uh, Beatrice Osby. My mom's a teacher, and um, you know she she very instrumental in in my son's life, and she helped us out a lot. So I was I was frustrated because my son was advanced because my mom is a teacher, and my wife's parents are both retired teachers. So he oh, he's wow. advanced education before he even even started daycare. But I was worried about him losing that interaction. But my mom, um, she lets him join into her her remote WebExes. Um, she'll teach kindergarten and first graders. And um, so he's been getting daily learning out of that because he, he gets to go on my computer and he'll see grandma on the computer and she's right. stuff. So he's going to listen and pay attention because his grandma's on there. And so it's been helpful for us in that aspect. So shout out to my mom. for Definitely. Shout out to Mama Osby. Shout out, actually, shout out to all the teachers that's going for real, through for this real. right now because I know y'all having a hard time. Trust me, I got kids at home. Man, I have I, I, I listen to what y'all be saying to these kids and I know y'all get frustrated. I know y'all get frustrated. Y'all probably I get frustrated. frustrated as us. Exactly. Uh definitely want to say I appreciate you being on the show, man. And I definitely want to bring you back. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me, bro. Um for that for that last project. I'm I'm gonna put our I'm gonna put our stone cruising on there. I know nobody really heard it. Oh so yeah, most definitely appreciate I'm it. I'm gonna sneak that on there. But yeah, everybody can reach me on Instagram, Twitter, PO underscore Ohio underscore CEO. And then my um, my outreach program is also on Instagram. So that's hood underscore innovators. Um, my real name is Perry Osby, O-S-B-E-Y. So anybody want to reach me on Facebook, I'm on there as well. Appreciate y'all. We out. Appreciate you, bro.
He asked me what I'm doing, I say cruising, girl. My whole team winning, never losing, girl. And we ain't never stopping to be rude or well. I tell it, throw it back, Shirley Temple, girl. Thank you for tuning in to Vibes and Sessions, where the conversations can get deep, but inspiring. The content of this podcast is based off opinion and good conversation. Follow us on our Instagram page, at Vibes with a Z, N, the letter N, and Session. That's Vibes and Session. I'm your host, Jay Steele. Sending you good vibes and prayers. Have a successful week. Peace.